we don't need a Thanksgiving holiday to remind us that we should be giving thanks. We should constantly have an attitude of gratitude because God is constantly good. Take your Bibles to Psalm 107. I want to show you this from Scripture. I think there's a response that God has, the response that we had today. But it's based on the goodness of God. God God gives us His goodness and he, He reminds us about how good He is. And the Bible says this in Psalms 107 verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. That's what we've been doing. Give thanks. And I explained that earlier. It's not just a matter of being thankful. I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for my family. But there comes a time that we should be giving thanks back to God. It should come from our hearts, out our lips, to the God that is worthy. Because He is worthy. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, but here's the reason why. For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Say, so why should we give thanks? You see, the response to, oh, give thanks unto the Lord is because of the fact that we encounter the goodness of God. Now, I think we, we struggle with that. The Bible says, for he is good. We use the word good all the time. We'll leave a restaurant, walk out of the restaurant and say, wow, that was really good. We'll, we'll, we'll have uh, an activity or whatever and say, that was a really good time. Or those are really good friends. But according to the Bible, the word good has a deeper meaning just than, than the pleasant experience that I've encountered through something. The word good actually is the moral standard of God. It is that that there is evil in this world and there is good in this world. And the good of this world is the things that come in our life that edify and build up. Salvation is the goodness of God because it, it, it saves us from the damnation of hell. It's a good thing. It came from a moral good God that pulls us up. The goodness of God is the provision of God in our life. It's the edification of the saints. It's the blessing of God. It's all of these things. The goodness of God is the moral standard that when God puts his hands on something, it edifies and it's good and it works. Let me prove it. Go all the way back to Genesis. God created the earth and the sun and the stars and everything. And when he got done, he stood back and he said, it is good. You know what he was saying? All those came out of my mouth. I spoke those things into existence. And because it came from God, I declare that it is good. Because it came from God. The Bible explains this in Psalms 25 verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord. He is the source of all good. If you have family in your life and that family is a blessing to you, do you understand that that goodness for God came from God? That blessing came from God. Church was created by God for a reason. We need what we have right here to gather us together, to focus on the Word of God, to praise God, to to support missionaries and all that. Church came from God. You know why? Because God is good. God is good. All the time, God is good. Everything that God does is good. Do you know even the things that don't feel good that come from God is still good? Uh, Let me give you an illustration. A lot of us, after this week, are going to need to go to the gym. I'm just being honest. You're going to put your stretchy pants on Thursday morning. You're going to overdo it. We're all going to do it. It's the one day that we go in to plan to, plan to, 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 to overeat. It's, it's like we, we have it in our minds that that's the game plan, okay? And, and, and we're all going to be like, I need to go to the gym. I need to do something like that. Do you know going to the gym does not feel good? But we sit back and say, I know that it's good for me to go to the gym. Doing uh, sometimes the good things in our life don't always feel good. But you know what it is? That I know that it's good because it edifies, it builds up, and it makes good. 
Bible says that every good gift and every perfect gift coming from above and coming down from the Father of lights, whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turn, turning. Every good thing that you have in your life, you say, should I praise God? What do I have to praise God for? Find anything good in your life. And I promise you, that was the touch and the goodness of God in your life. That goodness came from God. Came from God. An example of this is in the, the next verse. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say. Let me just ask right now. Are, is anybody here saved and going to heaven? Let me know. Amen. You're, you're saved going to heaven. You know what that is? That did not come from you. It did not come from God or from the devil. It came from God. Everything that you have, the salvation. He says, uh, you know, praise God for he is good. And then he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say. So the first illustration he gives is the fact that you deserve hell, but you're not. That's the goodness of God in our lives. Let the redeemed the Lord say so. Verse, the, the next verse is brag and brag and brag on God. And then we get to verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and he filleth the hungry soul with goodness. You know, goodness of God is important for us to understand. But it's not the main part of what I want to pull out of this verse. Because that's not the all fact. I think a lot of us would say, man, I know God's good. Here's the crazy part about it. It's the fact that we get that in verse 9. He filleth the hungry soul with goodness. God takes his goodness and he pours it out on us. I'm going to just be honest with you. Just, just be true, true honest with me. How many people here would, by a raise of hand, would say, Pastor Tony, I deserve all that goodness from God. Raise your hand right now. You know, you know why we struggle with that? Because the fact is, in our minds, we're thinking we're deserving of this. We receive the goodness of God. But I'm thinking about myself. I don't deserve it. We struggle with that. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. That's the amazing part, that God is good. And I am not. But I still receive the goodness of God. And you say, I don't understand that. It's, it's the amazing part of this story. The fact is that we are not good. The Bible says, Matthew 18, 19, it says, none is good save one. That is God. A lot of times we label ourselves as good. We, we do. But remember, the moral standard is the fact that all goodness comes from God. And, the, and there, there's no evil found in it. I wish that could be said of us, but it's not. Let me illustrate this. Last year, Christmas Eve, something happened in my family that I never, ever thought was going to happen. My son brought home a puppy as a joke, and we ended up keeping it, okay? Some of you guys know our dog, Peter Barker, okay? He is a ferocious beast, okay? This is our guard dog, okay? So would anybody in here say that that dog is cute? Would anybody think that that dog is cute? All right, he's not cute, okay? Because this is what happens. He grew into this right here. He grew into that, okay? It's like kids, they start off so cute and then they become teenagers. It's just like, what happened here? You know the number one thing that people will say? It's amazing. I don't, I don't understand it. They'll come into our house and they'll encounter that thing and they'll, they'll, they'll get down and like, are you a good boy? Are you a good boy? No, he is not a good boy. I'm hearing these words and I'm thinking that is nothing but lies. He is not a good boy. He's not here, but I'm going to talk about him. Is that okay? No, I'm serious. 
Before anybody starts labeling that dog as good, I need to tell the truth. I declare the truth in this church right now that that dog is, go back to the other picture, I'm sorry. That dog is a thief. I'm serious. He will run into our rooms, find a sock, look at us, and then run out with that. Does the, song, does the sock belong to him? Absolutely not. Does he take it anyways? Yes. That's called thievery. That is a sin. He is not a good dog. We started this thing where we were potty training the dog, or dog, whatever you call that with dogs. And, and we were, the dog would run outside, he'd do his business, and then he'd come inside, and we'd give him a treat. So we got into this habit of giving him a treat. Do you know what the dog does now? He'll run outside, just stand on the porch, and then run back inside and do nothing, go right to the tree thing, and expect a treat. He's a deceiver. I'm being honest. Our dog is a deceiver. He's arrogant. He, he thinks he's all cute. I mean, I mean, he does that look all the time. He's like, you're such a cute puppy. He's vain. He knows it. I'll sit down and have these heart-to-hearts. Well, you try looking that thing in the face right there and saying, you're vain and you need to get your heart right. And that's all he does is look back at me. He doesn't know. He's, he's very prideful too, by the way. Me and Jenny, I went into the bedroom the day before yesterday and I just walked up and gave her a hug. He started crying because I was hugging Jenny. Do you know what that is? That's called jealousy. That's another sin. Let's just add that to the list. He's not, he's not good. So the other day I came home and uh, the dog was acting funny. And this was a while back. And I told Jenny, I said, he did something. I said, he did something. I mean, he was like walking around. He had his head bowed or whatever. So I went through because I know he's not a good dog. He might deceive some of you dog lovers out there, but I can tell you he wasn't tricking me. So I walked through the house and I went upstairs and here and, and upstairs I found this. He dumped over the trash can and drug all this stuff all over the house. Now here's the thing. He knows he's not good because when I turned around and said, Peter, did you do this? This was him literally in that spot right there. Is that a good dog? He knows he's not good. Can I tell you that night, Jenny still fed him and gave him treats? Blows me away. Blows me away. Now, just for the record, I am not a dog lover, okay? My, my family would testify that that dog drives me crazy. But he's got people in our house that love him, so we keep him around, okay? It's amazing. You know, that, that is a silly illustration, but it's, it's amazing how we know ourselves. Now, we can say, I'm a pretty good person, but I mean, let's just be honest. We can be lazy. We'll know it's Sunday and hit the snooze to the point where we're like, well, we can't go now. We've already missed half the service or whatever. We're lazy. We're, we, we do the wrong things. We get road rage. We get upset at people. There might even be some drama at your house on Thursday. I don't know who's coming, but I'm just being honest. We get irritated with other people. We fall short of the goodness of God. You say, well... Man, that, that's kind of discouraging. Here's the beauty of this. Can I read it again? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. But it doesn't stop there. For His mercy endureth forever. Do you know what the mercy of God is? The mercy of God is here's the goodness of God and the blessings of God and all the things that He is. And here is me 
like Peter and the rest of us. His name is Peter Barker, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, and here's us that are like that, that we might say and claim to be good, but we know we fall short of the glory of God. We fall short of the goodness of God. But here's the beauty of this. God's mercy is God taking his goodness and extending it to me anyways. You have the goodness of God in your life. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it, but you get it anyways. You know why? Because his mercy endureth forever. My goodness that I try to do good and I try to be obedient and I try to, and it fails. I'll tell you, that's why it just reminds me because sometimes in our minds we're like, well, I tried so hard and I failed the next day. God tries and he never fails. He never fails. That's why it says, by the way, his mercy is there and endures forever. It just keeps going and going and going. It never runs out. It never falls apart. Mercy connects us to God's goodness. So, okay, thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. We, we experience his goodness every day, but how, what, what is the response and it's simple. It's the first part. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. You know what we do in response to that? You know what God says? He's just, man, I just received the goodness and the mercy of God. And I don't deserve it. And I mess up and I fail. But God is still good to me. You see, what do I do? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks back to God. You say, how do I do this? And I, I started thinking, I, I actually have uh, a thank you note that I have. I have a few other ones that I have to do. I have a thank you note that I'm giving to somebody because I'm thanking them for their goodness. Something that they were a blessing to me. And, and I know I said this, but I, I really want you to get this if you understand this. There's a difference between being thankful and giving thanks or thanksgiving. And this whole holiday and this season that we have, is, it's not just a matter of acknowledging it because I can be thankful that I have something in my life or I have salvation in my life. But being thankful is, a, is an action uh, of I, I receive something that's a blessing, and so I take, the, I take an action to write out and, and, and express my gratitude through an action to say, I am thankful that you did this, so I'm giving thanks. I'm giving thanks for the goodness that you put in my life. Do you realize that that is, we, we sang this song, what do you do for the king? What do you do for the one that's done everything? What do you do for that person? Do you know what it simply comes down to? Oh, praise the Lord for he is good. You praise him. That is why we should never, ever get to a service like this and have people sitting there going, oh, I'm not singing. Can I ask you, has God been good to you? Then you have a calling in your life to give gratitude to the one that gave you every good thing in your life. You express it back to him. Be thankful. Give thanks. You know, just like when we, somebody gives us something, we go out of our way, we give them a hug, or we give them a kiss, or we, we give them a note, or we, we tell them, we send them a text or whatever. Giving thanks is an action. We raise our hands, we weep, we pray, we clap, we express the gratitude. It comes out of my heart, and it's demonstrated in my life. God gives us this instruction about this coming Thursday. Did you guys know that the Bible gives specific instructions for what we're supposed to do this coming week? You guys ready for this? Deuteronomy 8.10. When thou has eaten and art full. Does that not fit this coming Thursday? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm not rewriting scripture, but I have, to, I have to interpret this in American language, okay? Because some of you are like, what? I don't get that. Okay. When thou has eaten and art full, you can barely breathe, but you still get up for seconds. 
then you realize there's pie. And you say, no, I've had too much already. But you say, okay, I'll take one. And then you get whipped cream on it and you say, just a little more. That's the American version of that verse, okay? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord. Thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Do you know, and there's the, 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 the oh, praise the Lord thing is, is giving thanks to God, but we also give him the credit. Listen what he warned us in this passage. He says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. And not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I commanded thee this day, that thus, lest thou, when thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built goodly houses, and had dwelt therein, and then thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and thou hast multiplied. Verse 17, thou shalt say in thy heart, because this is the warning, my power and my might and my hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God that giveth thee the power to get wealth. Do you know what he's saying in that? He said, every time you receive the blessing of God, you better pause with that meal, pause with that house, pause with that church, pause with those kids, and you stop in that moment. And don't you dare say within your house, I worked really hard to get this. You might have worked hard, but I'll tell you, it's the power of God that gave you the legs to go, the brain to think. He gave you the resources, the connection, the car that drives there, get there, the gas in the tank. Every good thing has come from God. So therefore, I warn you, don't ever, ever give yourself credit because it's not you that did it. It's all God. That every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor. It is the gift of God. It's come from God. So I'll tell you this week, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. But don't stop there. Say, man, how do I have the blessings of God? Because his mercy, his hand that reaches past your failures and things extends to you when you don't deserve it. That is the mercy, the kindness of God. It is the goodness of God delivered to your life, even though you don't deserve it.